Grace Jones would ha- would hide a, a large black dildo <laughs> in the bed for the their sort of love scenes with Roger Moore. Is this how Roger had that expression? <laughs> <laughs> Probably his real reaction. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the For Your Ears Only podcast. I'm Jack and this is Derek and this is episode 0014 where we are talking about A View to a Kill directed by John Glenn from 1985. Now you might see that we're wearing suits or tuxedos for you in America. That is because it is our end of era special where we're talking about Roger Moore's final film. And like last time, we wore suits, so we did it again. Um, I'd also like to say that it is our last episode of the year. It's now December, if you're watching this. So you could give us a great present by like, commenting and subscribing on any channel that you're watching this on. We've recently reached 100 YouTube subscribers, so that's a big milestone for us. If you're watching it on Spotify, please give it a rating. I looked at my Spotify rap today. I was in the top 8% of watching this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't even the number one. But you're num- <laughs> so, thank you. Thanks for all your support so far. And we'll see you next year. There is actually four people who this is their number one listen podcast. Is and it? I'd firstly like to say thank you for listening to this. And secondly, is there nothing else you listen to? <laughs> so like, we are shite. <laughs> You can't even do an intro right. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Like please. us, share it. Oh, what's up? oh, no, he's there. Year two is going to be better. Yes, we, we do We do have big plans, which we'll get on to at the end of the, the episode. We're not going to bore you. No. Everyone's watched. Just go to the film. Just go on Ah, right. So, okay. The end of Roger Moore. <laughs> and I'm glad of it, to be yeah. fair. Roger's glad of it. I think he, Roger's happy. Everyone was happy to get this over with. <laughs> Please hurry up and finish. <laughs> finish filming. Yeah. Well, why don't we go straight into your two minutes? Why don't we? Because we need to let the people know why we're not happy. I don't know. I'll get on at my opinions. I'm kind of indifferent, but I will, I'll do the two minutes. Okay. And I think I'll, I'm quite confident in these two minutes. Oh, yeah. It should be easy <clears> enough. But I must admit, um, I kind of got bored of this film, so it would be hard for me to describe the full film because I zoned out quite a I'm lot. I'm going to do two summaries. I'm going to do the first summary in eight seconds. Right. <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I'm going to fill the rest of the two minutes with the actual summary. Okay. Okay. Well, this, is, this will be record-breaking, so... Eight seconds. <clears throat> yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one... Okay, so see the plot for Goldfinger, swap the gold for uh, microchips and set it in 1985. Right, that was five and a half seconds. There we go. (laughs) That's a beauty I kill. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Happy New Year. See you next year. (laughs) Yeah, let's start that again and I'll try and do it. Right, okay. I thought I was spot on though. That was quite perfect. (laughs) Okay, let's try. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. In fact, actually, we should say what we're doing. We never say said what we're doing. I think if people have got to episode 14, they know what we're doing. Right. If you have never watched this, this is the first episode you're watching it, then I 
we're going to watch it if you want. The film in yeah, two, we're going to just give the film two inside two minutes. You're probably wondering why I just went on a small rant there. <laughs> right, three, You'll get used to that. Two, one, go. Right, so a few to kill opens with Bond in the snow, recovering the body of an agent um, who has a microchip on him. Got it back from the Russians, and then they analyse it. Obviously, it does have opening title sequences that happens in that moment as well. They go back, they realise that this microchip is the same as one which the British government have developed. This is a very specialist type of microchip which can withstand EMPs from nuclear weapons set off in space. They think it's suspicious that this company's developed it shortly after this takeover, and I think the Russians are somehow involved because it's the 80s and the Russians are up to everything, really. So, MI6 uh, investigate this Max Zorin. They go to this horse race place, Ascot, I think it is. Mm -hmm. They go there. They find uh, Zorin, who's got a horse who is winning when he shouldn't be winning. So they think, that's suspicious. James Bond goes to investigate. An investigator is looking into Zorin in France. He's then assassinated, which James Bond thinks suspicious. So then he gets he pretends to be a wealthy person, goes to these stables to investigate Zorin. Zorin's then on to him, tries to kill him, knows he's a bad guy. After that, he goes back to America after killing him, kind of pals up with the CIA. It turns out that he's trying to pay off as this geologist and kill off everyone who's his competitor. His master plan is to submerge Silicon Valley. So he is the number one microchip distributor worldwide. Yep. Um, after escaping a building fire which Zorin set after killing the head of some geological department... James Bond and this person who is really underqualified goes into a mine. <laughs> Zorin tries to kill everyone in his organisation. James Bond and Zorin's old pal, Mady, Ten. get the bomb out. She dies. <laughs> I don't know what else to explain. Three. And then they get away. <laughs> no. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember how he gets onto the... The blimp. The blimp, the Zeppelin thing. Oh yeah, oh I know. It, uh, yeah, that just runs. Oh yeah, oh, I remember that. Hold the cable. Yes, I, yes, because she doesn't hear this obnoxiously loud, slow-moving <laughs> Zeppelin <laughs> come yep. after her, picks her up onto a rope, That's and true. then they go to the go. This is where I'm kind of lost. Is they, they go to the Golden Gate Bridge for for reasons unknown. Are they heading to Silicon Valley? No, is no. The way there? No, he's trying to hit him off the thing, the rope, hit, and then they run, the he tries to hit, run into the bridge. Yeah. But then he goes, okay, well, you're moving at like half a mile an hour. <laughs> I'll just jump off here, tie the rope, and, uh, and then a fight ensues. And Dynamite. That's pretty much it. Dynamite. Yeah. I have a bad habit of trying to describe a film and then go off into like weird <laughs> rants of my own opinion. Well, that's good. That's, that's I good. thought I was pretty much summed up in my, my five and a half seconds. Yeah, though. we could. We'll edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's really where it is. Can all we we get to a point where we try and describe the history? I think there was a lot of wee history bits which influenced this movie. I don't know. I didn't really have anything. I said that the first Mac computer came on sale. It's all about microchips. Phone calls were getting made from cell phones yeah. in the 80s, but I didn't really say anything specifically why he wanted microchips. I, mean, I think Goldfinger's just the big influence. Yeah, it well, is. That's a, it is like, I know we've joked before about saying that some movies are like the same movie than the ones previous. This, this is very, very obnoxiously similar. Yeah, it's just obvious as well. Yeah, it's 
again, very American focused. This it's just eighties, eighty-ified. Sorry, I should have turned that off. I think. Well, there's um, obviously Goldfinger is. I think not an inspiration for it, but obviously Silicon Valley was getting big in the seventies and eighties, and that was where like Apple, Microsoft, Atari, Oracle, Adobe, Cisco were all based. Yes. They were the big companies that were that were rising through there. Another bit of an like not really an influence of the movie, but the Doctor yes. was I'm assuming going to be based off um Joseph Mengele. I, I don't I don't know how to pronounce the last name. But he was an actual Nazi doctor who did all experimented in the concentration yeah, I think camps. That's probably who he's that's based essentially on. it. Let's give him a monocle and make him look evil. Yeah, give him an yeah. accent. That's it, Jeff. Well, it's kind of it's the thing that like Christopher Walken's character went. Oh, yeah, he's, he's went from this country, this country, this country. He have yeah, an no accent. And I'm like, no accent. Christopher yeah. Walken. That's the most obvious <laughs> accent, most recognisable voices in the world. For your ears only. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'll be the last we do of that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't think there was much influence in that. I'm not entirely sure why they made this movie. Because it has nothing to do with the book. The novel, apart from the novel being set in uh, Paris, that's that's it. But then Roger hated it. Roger yeah. didn't like doing this. This is his least favourite movie. Yeah. He thought he was too old to do it. I'm like, but why, why did you do it? Yeah, that's one thing I couldn't find out information on is why did they do it? Because he was contracted for two movies, but no, he was getting negotiated on a film by film basis throughout the eighties. Mm. And I get why they came back for Octopussy because he was up against Sean Connery and he had the big name. But that was two years ago, yeah. so why is he even back he was again? like saying? I think he actually said he was four hundred years too old for this movie, <laughs> and I, I agree. Yeah, he does look very old. And I think it had its moments where it was entertaining, but entertaining from a 80s action movie mm -hmm. entertaining that was really a, it wasn't because he himself was like this doesn't really feel like a James Bond movie and the reason he didn't think it was a James Bond movie is because of Zorin's character yeah, and I thought Zorin was actually a great character I thought that was probably it. one of the only redeeming parts of the movie yeah, his actual personality characteristic yeah. traits because yeah. he, he does say on don't listen to him. He's a psychopath. Uh -huh. And he is. It's like the it fact that he was killing everyone, it was very violent. Uh -huh. And I get that Roger was saying, oh no, this is violent noise. I don't know, that's not a James Bond movie. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you, just, you, you, just, you just stick around for the rest of the 80s and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Yeah, I think um, that was actually one of my favourite bits. And he's a very iconic villain for that. Not for his plan or anything, but just the fact that he just, he, he walkened the character. Yeah, even even at the end where he's like slipping and sliding on the Golden Gate Bridge, trying to get a grip and he's just like laughing to himself as he's about to fall. I was yeah. like, that's quite a, he's a good character. What? I didn't really, insane. see that fight at the end, what I didn't get is they built him up like he was going to be a physically dominant character. Yeah. The fact that he was fighting Mady and could fight Mady. Uh-huh. And then at the end it's like, I'll just give him an axe and then he'll follow. And I was like, I wanted a fight in the actual In the blimp. Blimp. But then maybe he couldn't because he would just battle this sixty year old guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> give the him an axe. Walking stick. <laughs> Did you know um we mentioned before, I think in one of the last episodes you were going to have 
Dolph Lundgren cast. Yes. Do you know why Dolph Lundgren was in this movie? I do now. Yes. Okay. Because he was dating Grace Jones. Yes. And just a sort of was there on set. Yeah. But he's not... It's lucky. <laughs> I don't know if he's really in it, to be fair. He's just in the background. Yeah, he's just a... He's just a... But yeah, I do have to apologise for putting him in as Red Grant. I think I did. How dare you. Do you have a question? You're doing the questions this week, actually. I do. I do have the question. We never even spoke about the questions. We never. I actually had a few questions noted, but I'm intrigued to see what your questions are. Right, okay. And my questions are actually quite hard, so yeah, you go with yours. Okay. I thought mine are also pretty hard, but I'm going to go with with this one, which is one I got wrong when I was looking at it. Right. So, I would like to know the name of the horse that James Bond rides when he's racing Zorin and all of his lackeys. And the one I had noted. Wherever it is. I also had noted, um, just in case you want to add a bonus question there. Bonus. Did you have any more questions about horses? No, I was no, I didn't. No. I didn't. I was going to say there was the. We know which horse came first. Yes. In the race, uh-huh. we know which horse came second. Oh. But what horse came third? I don't know. Ah, I, don't ah, know. I knew that. And I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to run down, but I forgot it. It was a bit too easy to ask who won the Ascot, but who who was James Bond riding when he was racing against Zorin hmm. well that was a good one that is a good question yeah I think I, I, I don't I don't really know where my opinion stands with this movie oh, I would actually does. really like to know other. you don't like it no I think we went from such a great film to this like almost like in his nadar his like worst film because it just goes on nothing interesting happens I was watching it with my family and even they were like What's this all about? What's happening here? Yeah. What's the point in this? I think there's, there's, it just seems a bit boring. He's obviously yes. too old. That kind of takes me out of it as well. There's some funny bits like um, in the intro where they're doing the snowboarding and then suddenly the Beach Boys comes on. That's that takes you out of it. That kind of thing is also is kind of on the same level as the penny whistle. Oh, <laughs> the man with the golden gun. But it does have good things like. I enjoyed the car getting cut in half and him driving him along. I thought yes. that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. It's quite I'll, funny. Uh-huh. Funny, but nothing nothing about this made me think this is a good Bond film. We can't take away from the fact that he, how he got from, let's call it, the mid part of the Eiffel Tower to ground level <laughs> before Mady landed a parachute. I know, how long is she floating for? <laughs> I was like, how, there's no way he kept up with her. Plus the guy shouting my car in English. Yeah, my car. Voiture. <laughs> Voiture, yeah. See, so you learn things in this podcast. Yeah, I, there was nothing necessarily bad about it. There was nothing necessarily good. No, actually, no, no. That's a lie. That is a lie. Okay. I'm sorry. Why? There is one thing which is very good about this movie. Okay. And probably one of the strongest bits of any Roger movie. Right. The song and the theme. I knew you were going to say the that. Song, yes, the song is class and the theme, Big John, uh-huh. he's under the radar of HMRC <laughs> he's for one back. more moment. And the the theme, like, there's a Bond moment, I know we'll get into the Bond moments, but there's a Bond moment for me which I think is the best bit of this movie. Okay. And I think, it, I think it's a good send-off for Roger, but it's not Bond. Is See when he's 
carrying what's her name down the ladder oh, of the right. Burnham building. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got John Barry's score uh-huh. going over the top of it. It's very like action hero thing. Yeah, That's really 80s. good. And I was like, this isn't a Bond moment. This is just a guy. Yeah, it's an action just hero. Just <laughs> Like, this yeah. is just a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was actually really good. I liked that. But it's just like a small point of a it movie. It was like a five second And then the, the Polish guy comes up and says, we found someone dead inside with a gun. Is this your gun? And he goes, oh yes, thank you. Yeah, why, did you- <laughs> why did you do that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> why did you say yes? <laughs> yeah, I think oh. that's the only... No, I like I like the song. I like the theme. I like Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's good and everything. Mm-hmm. I like Christopher Walken in the movie. He plays a really good villain. Grace Jones was all right. I think it was kind of like a wee bit over the top. Yeah, like I don't picking really... that guy up. Yeah, why was and just like holding in, him there. in heels? <laughs> like why, why was that in necessary? front of all the KGB? <laughs> yes, I would be doing that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, think it was very 80s, but... It was very 80s. We are, like, halfway through the 80s. But then, the, then there was points that just didn't... The horse section was... What was... Why? Is this just so we had suspicion? Should, was it not suspicious enough that someone killed someone with a fishing rod? Yeah, with a butterfly on What was that all about? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be poison-tipped. Yeah. But even that, it's pretty fast-acting. Well, I wait... To kill him in a situation where no one's watching. Nah, I'll wait till I'm in. Let's call. Let's call it the world's most famous man-made building, because at this point it must be. Yeah. So busy, but it's like I've got a parachute. I'll just jump off into the most populated city in Europe, <laughs> <laughs> land in a boat, and he's there. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was bits like that. I was like, what's going on here? Why is... I don't really get the, the horse racing ascot scenes. It's just like something to fill time, I guess. I think a lot of it was like that. That, even the burning building scene, that fire chase went on for ages when he was hanging on the, li- the ladder. That's another moment. That was when my dad turned to me and said, this isn't a very good James Bond Why did he get out? I don't know. I'll just wait. You take the wheel. I'm getting out. Why? Where are you going? Because he was away to, like, fight the police. He was, like, going to shoot the police or something. He was going on to the back of the fire engine, and then he noticed that the two police cars had incompetently put themselves together. Right. So he was like, I don't need to deal with but, them anymore. But was he going to go and shoot them? I don't think he was. Well, he was going out there definitely to deal with it, and then he seen that. And I then- don't, no, I don't think it, I think he just went out because the plot needed to go out. <laughs> I need to go outside because this ladder's going to come loose, and I need to hang on it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I just thought that that's what the reason was because you see him kind of like going oh right that's taking care of itself yeah he's plus he's done in a crowd and it's like right we need to get away from these people what we're going to get why don't we get this big red slow flashing light vehicle and why don't we just turn the horn on <laughs> the building is on exactly. fire why don't we steal the fire yeah. engine <laughs> go away away yeah I'm gonna just there's a few points of this movie where I went full not movie critic but I was like okay. right that doesn't make any sense one, burn and build him. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's in the lift and he smashes and takes a hose on him. And, oh, there's a hose he can put the fire at. No, he doesn't turn the hose <laughs> Why doesn't he turn the hose on? <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't need to save anyone. <laughs> Why? Why does... Like, there's a fire in the lift shaft. Mm-hmm. There's a fire in the hall. Yep. Fire in the disco. <laughs> like, and there's a hose. And it's like, right, 
turn it on. Just spray it. No, no, it take too no. much time. Just grab onto this and come up. So, that the, so that's the first bit. I was like, you okay. could have put this fire could have out. Saved many lives. Yes. The rest of the you people. could have just put the fire out, and that would have been that. Yeah. Right. So that's you the did. first thing. The other thing, which is a bit of a, a niche one, is so see what's his name, Sir uh, Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah. Who is Sir Godfrey? He's a wealthy guy, I believe. Yeah, I don't think he's anything to do with the <clears throat> Secret Service. No, he's just a wealthy person who was mm-hmm. at Ascot. So when they they work out that something's off with the horses. Yeah. Right. That's actually after the guy has been killed by the fishing rod. <laughs> yeah. And he says, oh, I had to pay all this money because you destroyed these people's wedding cake. Yeah, like nine million francs or something. And then he says, oh, there's a stud farm. Um, yes. I think it's a good idea if you go here. And Sir Godfrey says, okay, I think I can get you tickets. Right. Because it's an auction. Yes. It's a horse auction. Yeah. He must have been invited yes. or something. So, if I was a spy and I wanted to stay yeah. inconspicuous, <laughs> what I would say is, right, Sir Godfrey, you're clearly known because you're a sir, you're yeah. wealthy, you're in this pool, people will know who you are. Yeah. And obviously you have money. If you can get a ticket, they'll know who you are. Yes. Why don't you be yourself, and I will be your unknown chauffeur that no one cares for, and yep. no one's going to get bad eyelid of, <laughs> and I can sneak around, because let's be honest, they both snuck around yep. the exact same level. <laughs> they both went in the same places they both went to the Sable they both went to the secret lab yeah. everything they did they did together yeah. the downfall was that James Bond unknowingly Zona had like a facial recognition scanner now if that happened yes. to Godfrey they'd be like okay well you are Sir Godfrey yeah. you're just a guy in the, wrong, in the wrong place yeah. but no let's give you a fake identity let's give the chauffeur a fake identity as well mm-hmm and then it goes and wrong. Then you get caught, obviously. And then it leads to the death of this old wealthy man who did not need to die. Yeah, he didn't this need to nice be there. Classic character. Why, why? I'm sorry. Why is it? I get that James Bond has to be the guy in the suit and stuff, but he could also. He doesn't need to be. He could just be a the chauffeur. Sure. Yeah. Like, it, it was more the fact that, that Sir Godfrey was doing the exact same thing James Bond did. It was a bit of com- a comic relief, I guess, <coughs> when they're getting the sir to wash the car or carry the bags. I think that is probably mm. half the reason. But I was just like, why Why would you not Why would you not do that? But then again, that's... that's 1985, it's, it's, too, it's, too, it's too obvious that, with it. That reminded me, there's a lot of... We're in the 80s, so there's a lot of obvious branding and advertising going on. Yeah. Especially when, like, Sir Godfrey's carrying all this Louis Vuitton luggage. The, Lu- the Louis Vuitton <laughs> luggage and the Louis Vuitton even case yeah, thing. Yeah, sort of card case or something. Yeah. This checkbook, something like that. And there's loads of, um, there's Secchio, obviously. There's watches. I don't see a lot there's, of them. Uh, there's BP at the BP garage. BP garage, yeah. There's, there's the Michelin tire that saves his life. Yeah. There's, um, yeah. Apple. There's a lot. There's Apple. She has an Apple computer in, oh, her, in her bedroom and she looks at the thing. Uh, okay. um, there's also Bacardi, which is like the bottle. It's yes, the Molotov. The Molotov. It's like, show the camera the label. <laughs> <laughs> and I noted as well there was a, cover, like a sharper image. I, I don't really think they exist anymore, but that right. was the card that he used to unlock the thing. And apparently it was like a catalogue and it was a big thing in the 80s oh, and okay. such. So yeah, there was a lot of like... Brand, I think branding. on the gadgets they got yeah there was the the copier case thing 
the ring camera, which I thought was just quite cool. I actually enjoyed I that as like, well. That was good. I was, was like, good. I like that. I was like, could that be made nowadays? He's like, that's... Does it have to make the noise, though, of the shutter going on? <laughs> that was quite interesting. I think the, the window lock card there with the sharper image and the the glasses that spun, I am not entirely sure what they did other than see-through tinted glass. Yeah, that, that was, was their whole is that idea. A, it's just, just untint the glass. and I think it, it was called anti-tint glasses. Right. It's good so that they really were conspicuous. These yeah. big plastic <laughs> things around the site. But yeah, that wasn't. That was really the gadgets. The gadgets were and built. The shaver, the shaver that detects the audio oh, logs yeah, yeah. in the room. Uh huh. Beep 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 beep. Probably that electric shaver's put in the eighties thing. Yeah, you'd think that the microphone that we're listening would hear the beep 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 yeah, and then the tape recorder that they sit on the bedside table, they haven't moved around this room oh, in yeah. 12 hours. Where did they record? <laughs> yes. Do they have to go back? Quick, let's record us arguing for like 12 hours. Of those, and then I need to record Snore. me snoring as well. Just look a five second look. <laughs> yeah, like the gadgets were all built for snooping. They didn't really do a lot of snooping. The chauffeur did. Speaking of snooping, uh-huh. another gadget is Snooper the dog cues <laughs> cues electric dog what thing. Was that, man? What I was think that, that was called Snooper. What was that for? What was the point in it? Was that just for the end sequence? Yeah, because he sees him at the very start. Yeah, and then it's right at the and again, end. Again, that's like was oh, this for stealth? Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive electric dog. Why does it need a face? <laughs> It reminded me of K9 from Doctor Who. I think they just stole that. Never watched Doctor Who, so... Okay, well... I don't know. That was a 70s thing. I don't right? know these things. Yeah, there was a few other wee kind of things. Like, I think the other thing as well, where... You know how... Where... There, there's a guy trying to plant a mine on the fishing... The docks? Oh, bit. yes. Okay, the pipeline bit. Yeah, and they get caught. Or the guy gets the caught. Russians, they're, they're the KGB. Oh, right, right. So, because obviously he's defected, so they're out to sabotage him. All oh, right, yeah. So they bring a, a mine. Now, I'm assuming that mine is to possibly do him some damage. Possibly kill him. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So then when that guy gets caught, now that guy knows he's going to die. <laughs> but they're like, <laughs> exactly. then they uh, defuse this. And he defuses it. I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. Why? Why? You're not going to save your life. Like... What's going to happen is he's probably going to just have to throw it in the water, yeah, and let it explode. But you're going to die. Why would you not take them all with you? Yeah, like basically. <laughs> another, another silly plot point. Uh, but that was a good, nice. gruesome death, probably that um, yeah. Roger, Roger was not happy with. But I watched. I was like, he gets like incinerated, basically chewed up. I think we we spoke about the the brand there with the Michelin thing with the tyre and I was like is that possible and I forgot they did this on Mythbusters yeah and they tried it and but I never I never got a chance to rewatch. I was going to watch that yeah I think it's really it's really hard to it's they said it wasn't it couldn't be done yeah because I think you have to move you'd have to put your teeth onto the the actual pin and move the pin out the way but then the pressure of that would like blow your teeth Teeth out but it depends on the pressure of the tyre, it depends on how long the tyre's been in the water, because obviously just water's just generally cold. Depends the depth of the tyre as well, all these mm. things. Is it one of those things where, oh, if you had to do it in the moment, would you do it? But then... At, the, at risk of blowing your face off with pressure. 
Probably. Yeah. Would you though? <laughs> or could you not just swim to the top? Could you swim in the direction where they're not standing? Probably. <laughs> you probably, <laughs> probably do that. I think he's done it in several movies yeah, before. <laughs> you could just swim that way. <laughs> or it was a bank. Swim to the bank. <laughs> yeah, there was um, a few bits, but then it's more... They probably thought, oh, Mitchell have given us his money. Where do we put the tyre in? <laughs> Get the badge in. <laughs> and that, this wasn't even a real tyre. It wasn't even a real... It was just like... Like done that afternoon, just paint Mitchell in on this. Oh dear. That will do. I think that's that's really kind of what happened with it. Yeah, there was a, a few wee bits with this where I, I completely forgot about until I, I forgot between watching it for the first time last mm-hmm. week and watching it for the second time. See the scene with the Russian agent? <laughs> Why was that even in it? The the Rus- the female agent. Yes. The Paloma or something, something like that. Yeah, her. The one with the tape recorder. Paula Ivanova? Yes, What was that for? Uh, I don't know, but I've had written down that she was supposed to be Triple X and that character from Spy Who Loved Me was supposed to return in that role as a sort of throwback. Oh, right. But she refused to come back or declined to come back. Barbara Bach. Barbara back. Okay. So they had um someone like, completely different. Well it's in the script now. You have to do it. Fuck it. Someone else. We'll just give it a new face. Let's bring Maud Adams back. Maud Adams is in this. Oh, I read did, them. Did you know I that? Really... She's an extra. She's never... an extra at the dock because she was it. over visiting Roger and you know what James Bond producers are like, you've been in it before? Ah, fuck Come it, back. run back in again. <laughs> and uh, did put her in. But yeah, I, I didn't understand that whole scene. Something I did notice, and I had to rewind this, is see when um, she is running away with the tape recorder. She gets out of the, the hot tub place. bathroom thing, yeah. And she's running into the car. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be the KGB guy in the trench coat. Yeah. See in the car the first time? That's a completely different guy. <laughs> What? <laughs> so it's the guy. What's his name? The guy who's the KGB guy in all the movies. Yeah, yeah, the, the head. So you know he's in the car when they're there and they it. play that. Right, then they play it. So uh-huh. see the far away shot right. where she's running to get in the car. The car uh-huh. That's a completely different guy. <laughs> right. Because I went, oh, I was like full Leo DiCaprio, like, and I'm like, I rewound it. I was like, that's a different guy. Look at that. I mean, if you kill's got another. At this point, 12 hours left on Prime, so <laughs> go back and see this one thing. And they've just got a completely different actor. I'm like, why did you just do that? Yeah, what was the point in that? I don't know if it probably filmed in different... Different days, yeah. Maybe not different days, but a different area. Surely the guy would be there. If he, he knows he has to be in that shot. Genuinely <laughs> look back, look back at the bit where the Russian agent is coming out of the bathhouse. Yeah. And in the car, and you'll see this guy. I was like, that... It's a kind of balding white man. That's the only thing, but it's not the same it's guy. It's not the KGB I'm guy. Like, why? What's what's this for? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's some sh- that's some shoddy work there, John Glenn, <laughs> three time director. John Glenn didn't have his um his bird in this movie either. No, but he had what did he have in it? The thing that's the cat is a jump scare. Oh yes, the actually, cat the cat and the. Scare. The cat that's just called Pussy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another throwback. throwback. <laughs> well, do you think the bathhouse is a throwback to uh, You Only Live Twice? Because it's a Japanese bathhouse and it looks the exact same. 
I think it's a far stretch, but I thought, mm, no. basically, if they just uncovered that whole set intact, <laughs> went, oh, forgot about this. Would <laughs> <laughs> make Roger Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about that jump scare thing. I think with the the actual movie itself, when it was made, because we mentioned at the start of this episode how... I think people just wanted this finished and wanted it done. Mm. Roger didn't like it. No. Um, Roger didn't really get on with Grace Jones, but Grace Jones thought, really liked Roger Moore, but her thing was, because she was wanting to do a good impression, she was trying to be like, not a method actor, but she was like, oh, my character doesn't like James Bond, so I'm going to try and not like James Bond offset. Uh And Roger Moore was just like, fucking, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Not being mean, but... Mm. Kind of been dismissive, but she was like, "No, no, it was fine. It was just I was just trying to get into the character." And Roger was just like, "I'm six year old. I don't have time for this." <laughs> oh, I, I read the bit where she would play loud music in our trailer. Yeah, and Roger Moore couldn't get his afternoon nap, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he like a toddler. <laughs> there was also there was a bit when I we watched it for the first time a few weeks ago, and uh, the when they come out the mine ready to go and she's wearing that jumpsuit mm-hmm. and I was like is that a guy's jumpsuit <laughs> like what size is this and it turns out that that jumpsuit was custom made to that actress oh, because okay. she wouldn't wear just a generic jumpsuit why? because apparently she was very difficult to work with All and right. John Glenn went fuck it go to costume <laughs> they'll make one for you so they right. made one this that just suited her yeah, because look how like tight uh-huh. it is at the waist. Like, yeah. what what guy I see on that set is that going to fit? <laughs> Nobody, no one. And it was like like cropped at the ankles and yeah, such. And obviously, sure. still had her heels and stuff on. And then at the point when <laughs> when Mayday's trying to pull her down and pulls the trousers off, and uh-huh. then she's like, "I'm just going to take and takes the whole thing off." And there's just yes. like a white dress underneath. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? It's very sexified the eighties. Yes. It's all about exploitation, yes, almost. But I mean, there's like Grace Jones eyebrows. Grace Jones, yeah. Even Grace Jones isn't wearing a lot in this. No, she's not. And then, but her eyebrows, always on, <laughs> always on, always on. Killer eyebrows, killer eyebrows. I yes. think that that um, the Russian agent. That's that when James Bond like springs on her. And then like rips up her, all of her clothes basically and just went like a crop top thing. I was like, alright, okay, we get it. She's like, you know <laughs> A woman <laughs> Another Russian woman. I right. thought um, yeah, are you gonna question two? For question two. Okay. Do you want to give a question or my second question is to do with city halls. City halls? Yeah, so when they're in city halls they're talking to the oil and gas department, mm-hmm. um, whatever her name is, the geologist is there and Max Zorin f- sets a place on fire. I would like to know what floor of the building are oh, they on? Good. What office? I think the only way I would get that is by thinking about the lift number. Is that is that how you think about it? <laughs> I know the answer, that I don't. <laughs> what floor are they on? <clears throat> that is a good question. That's quite a hard one. But then again, you could probably get that if you just... If you think, if you, turn yeah. your brain on. Yeah, just watch it. I thought at the end, see when the KGB guy's there and he's like, 
I'm here to give a medal. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, that's bugged. <laughs> that's, that's bugged or that's radioactive or that's poisonous. There is something wrong. <laughs> wrong Flush that down the toilet. <laughs> give it to Q. Yeah, wait till that's gone and, and get away. Definitely. I think there was a lot of that guy coming into MI6. He, called, he seems to be best pals with M. Yeah. He's like throughout the films. He's I think, been in the office three times, I think. I think the Russians would have an issue with that. Like, you're going over there quite a lot. He's <laughs> like, please, please there, help me. There, there actually was a... I, I'm not prepared with this, but I'm going to give really vague bits of information. Okay. There was a Russian intelligence officer who was... Was he Russian? He wasn't Russian. Maybe it was actually one of the... It was one of the, the countries in the Iron Curtain. And he was not happy with the way his country was going and the way this country was being managed. And there was some kind of clue that was given and he was approached by a British intelligence officer. The British intelligence officer said, okay, this, do you want to? Yeah, defect. Well, essentially work for us. Yeah. Um, All right, okay. Not really defect, but says, do, you, do, you want, do you want to work for us? And he was like, yes. And he said, okay. Now, he gave so much information and the Americans were using it, but the Americans didn't know who this was. They just knew that the British government had this mole mm. in the... Essentially, what was the the Soviet government? Yeah. I really can't remember what the country was. And he started getting promoted and getting access to more and more information and being really kind of crafty with it. And then eventually, there, there came a point where... The Russians knew there was a mole and they knew it could only be one of a few people. Mm -hmm. And they eventually found out who it was because it was one of the... There was an American CIA agent who was working for the Russians at the time and he found out who it was and oh, he told the right. Russians. Of course. And the Russians were pretending that they didn't know who it was at first and then there was this big escape. There was a... I think it was something... There was like a code where the... British agent or the, the liaison was in a, a, a corner every morning where the Russian intelligence officer would walk past. If everything was okay, it would be it'd be fine. However, if something was not right and he needed to get out, he would take out like a Mars bar and start eating it. Okay. And that's what happened. So the Russian agent had to leave his family behind. Yeah. They put him in the boot of a car and they had to drive out of Europe. And there was all these checkpoints and stuff going on and, and such like that. And I think there was a point where they were stopped at a checkpoint. He was in the boot. They were ready to come out. And there was sniffer dogs. And the sniffer dogs knew there was something going on. And there was a woman in the back of the car. And I think the woman was pregnant. And uh, all that she did was she took out like food like like that and started right. throwing it out the window. And the dogs went for the food. Ah, and nice. then they, they lost the scent and they got away. And they eventually he got to the UK and then eventually his family were, were flown over for that. I don't know why I told that story. What was that to do with this? <laughs> you were talking about the, the, K, oh, the KGB, the KGB guy. Was, yeah, no, but, but yeah, that was quite that like was that. Where he, 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 was a, he was very senior mm -hmm. and he was the, I think at the time, this was during the year of, of Thatcher, because even Margaret Thatcher didn't know who it was. Uh -huh. It was There was only three people in the British government that knew it and he was the biggest... I think he was the biggest source of intelligence for the British and the Russian agents Ever. in the entirety of the Cold War. And I thought, 
Shout out to this guy. That I've given vague bits of it. Don't even know the country. Don't know his name. If you know, you could. Comment if you're below. that man, if it's you, comment below. We'll send you a mug. We'll send you a mug. We'll be our first guest next year. And if you know who we're talking about, please comment. Yes, um, it was on that that show on Netflix. But yeah, I think we, I we, we, we mentioned that. before about the kind of bond moments for that, and obviously I've spoken about the ladder one for that. The the only other bits I can really think of is the car, the car oh. that does the ramp. You know, the, the car that's stolen. My car! Oh, the Does taxi. The, the ramp, cut in half. Yeah, the ramp jump, and then obviously bits coming off the car. And that was it. I, 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 yeah, there's not much. I would say, because it's in the trailer a lot, Mayday jumping from the Eiffel Tower is kind of a... Did it you can't have? really be done, I don't think. <laughs> no, it, it can be done. Apparently people did it on the day as well. They didn't want really? them doing it. People just went up to them and just jumped off. What, pedestrians? Yeah, well, not not without a parachute. <laughs> I'm going to ruin their show. <laughs> no, I think the like base jumping is the oh, right, okay. term. But right, I, I think that. people did that on the day, to much to the annoyance of the film crew. Maybe the zeppelin exploding at the end with the dynamite. It's a pretty cool shot. That is quite iconic. Yeah, yeah, because that's you think of the the Zorin blimp. Yeah, you think of the film. I think any time. You see a blimp now, you think it's Zorin. Yeah. That's just that's just a given. Yeah. I don't Zorin. care who it is, it's just a blimp. Oh, that's that's Max Zorin's blimp. <laughs> Zorin. More yeah. power! And just the him shooting. Yeah. That, that was really it. There wasn't a lot because, and again, maybe it's because I was like two boards and I couldn't think of anything. Mm. But also, I didn't find that many one liners. No, I had a few. There right, was so a I two had, or three, but I only noted one. Yeah, day. I had to, like, there's a fly in his soup. I was like, right, well, he's yeah. dead. It's, um, yeah, butterfly, I guess. There was a few wee bits where he was saying, like, when he was talking to, his name Jenny Flex. Jenny Flex. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. he was like, oh, I'm, I'm happy, so I'm riding. He was like, I'm an early riser myself. Yeah, I don't like know it was clever. I was just like, what? I don't know how that in the end was connecting. I don't know. Yeah, I think when the and even the bit when he's staring at the the woman whose name I always forget, the actual main character woman, <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh-huh. uh, he says to Sir Joffrey or Sir Jeffrey, like, on a mission I'm expected to sacrifice myself. Yeah, like, that's right. Uh-huh. Like you're told for this, Roger. <laughs> Stop it. Stop just what else was it? That should keep them on the wrong track when he directs the. Yeah. The, and no, it's actually the yeah. the tram takes the the cars at the way, right. and then I think Zoran had a couple of funny lines like Zorin, after, after he drops the guy and he says, "Anyone else want to drop out?" Yeah, that and I was like, "Well, they don't good. know what happened, but yeah. the audience does." <laughs> Very funny. And then I thought it was <laughs> not not really a fourth wall thing, but see when uh, he he goes over to talk to what's her name? Who? The woman, the main woman, the main, the, the geologist. geologist. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, just the geologist. <laughs> I can't remember. When she goes, to, we go to talk to her, and was. then he turns and goes, "Get her away from him." And I was like, "Is that? Does he know who James Bond is?" It's like everyone, get her away from that man right now. <laughs> he, we know all about him. Yes. No, I didn't have anything apart from the one that I had written down was. Um, quite a let down when they get let down into the secret base the horse base 
Oh yeah, the horse bits, horses, horses and lab coats, cats on them. <laughs> no, stop this. Did you know whose whose uh, car it was that they pushed into the water and used the Michelin tires? The Bentley? No, the Rolls Royce. The Rolls Royce. What do you mean whose car? It was Broccoli's car. He donated. 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 No, he he actually drove it from London all the mm-hmm. way to wherever they are in France, and to be used in the the film. But obviously, he gets he gets a, like a, a double car to get actually thrown into the the river. His. Car oh, so that's not his. He not didn't his, say. But it's his car that they use for the other thing, including his actual license plate. They keep on it. All right. For some reason, just to show off the money he has. Yeah, probably. Ah, broccoli. Would you like to go over why why is this a Goldfinger remake, basically? What are your parallels? So, Goldfinger. It was, the thing with Goldfinger is he was a, a mysterious businessman whose origin they're not entirely sure of. Yep. It's the gold is the number one thing. They don't really know where the gold is coming from and where he's getting it from. So... I suppose it's parallels where they ha- they found a chip, but the chip is identical to another chip that the government made to protect against EMP effects. Mm-hmm. They don't know how he's got this. They don't know where he's come from. He has no accent, apparently. Yeah. So the it's the same. That they're, they're investigating the same thing for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. James Bond goes out to meet Goldfinger by playing golf with him. Yep, but this is ask it or something yeah. instead. A horse. Well, the, I think I think they go there to see him, but in the same way he goes to the guy, the horse thing, yeah. and they both end up. I'm going to say competing. They're not really competing on horseback <sighs> because it's and Goldfinger also has that horse ranch at the Kentucky Derby. Derby. Yeah, basically the same thing. So <laughs> there's that. You've got a assistant henchman who's unbelievably strong, strong yeah. and very few words mm-hmm. spoken. You have... I was going to say, it's maybe a bit of a reach to say you have someone in their employee who then turns, but the geologist was never in the employee. She was bought over. I have that they have... The guy that disagrees that is anyone like to drop out is parallel with Solo, who gets crushed yes. in the car. Uh-huh. By the henchman, By the henchman. Black. Uh-huh. I also have that um, both villains are like backed by communists. So obviously in Goldfinger, he gets a nuclear bomb from the Chinese and oh, does it? and Max Zorin's like from the KGB. Yeah. So that's like an East I, versus West thing. I didn't get how the KGB, so the KGB weren't actually involved with this. They just no, wanted like something a, returned. Like a defector or something. He was like, you're going the off piece Oh, you used, used to be in the KGB. Yeah. Yeah, um, what else do we have? He wants to destroy the microchips instead of destroying the gold. He wants to inflate the value of his own company or whatever. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he starts killing his own men at the end. Oh, <laughs> yes! What else do we have? Jesus. The only thing I would say is Grace or Mayday, Grace Jones, Mayday did, did change. At the end, for the better. Kind of like Pussy Galore did, though. Well, though, Pussy Galore survives. 
Yeah, I suppose like odd job. Odd job could have freaked out having been locked in the vault with. Literally, he knows he's going to die, but he still just tries to fight him. Yeah, so Whereas I suppose maybe. that's that's one thing. What else? Earlier. That that's all I have got written down. But I also knew that Grace Jones um, <laughs> used to like play tricks. So see the the scene where they're in the bed together. I'm going to say here. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Canispy said. Canispy said it's written down, underlined in bold. Go and tell everyone that Grace Jones would ha- would hide a, a large black dildo in the bed for the their sort of love scenes with Roger. That's why Roger had that expression. <laughs> Probably his real reaction. <laughs> Do you know, I have noticed a reaction I really liked was um, Kisser Vulcan's reaction when. He's looked at the computer and it's coming up with like, oh, I extremely dangerous. He's going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> license to kill. <laughs> very Christopher Wolf. Yeah. I thought that was quite, quite funny. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those movies where it could be, I know we've said before about movies that could be much better remade. I think it's starting to become quite relevant. And I know when they made this movie they were very conscious conscience they were very conscious in terms of the song because they wanted the song to be a obviously Duran Duran approached them yeah aggressively to do yeah. the song drunkenly yeah pretty good shit but they, there was a lot of marketing put towards that because then what maybe we get a, a younger audience mm-hmm. the MTV generation because that was essentially on the rise it introduced technology where it put like an actual threat into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand how the 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 actual government guy was just an actual dinosaur. Everything was oh, there's Russians. So, oh, there's, uh, I, it was like oh the microchip, <laughs> a nuke could go off and it would it would yeah. get rid of all the microchips. We'd be exposed to the Russians. Like, <laughs> why why, Russians. why is it just the Russians? <laughs> you should retire. <laughs> yeah, so I think it it made it a, a more relevant. Because I think Moonraker, as we said before, was really just trying to... It was trying to be relevant to a very specific type of audience. Mm-hmm. For Your Eyes Only, Nerd. it was relevant to nobody. The Spy Who Loved Me was tra- was a spy movie. Yep. The Man With The Golden Gun was... To in my eyes, a really good movie, but no one really cared. If yeah, you can see if it, don't go and see it, that's fine. Live and Let Die was essentially... There's a new James Bond. Let's go see what it's all about. Yeah. But A View to a Kill was trying to be relevant, set up the 80s, a bit more yeah, violent. Yeah, it was trying to be great. 80s and it just kind of fell flat, really. I just, I, again, I don't I don't know anything bad about it. I don't know anything good about it. We're saying it's like Goldfinger. Goldfinger's <laughs> topping that rating there. Like, yeah, so, but in like theory, it should, it should be up there, but it's just not as... It's not as iconic. I think it's. I, I think it's is veering too much close to the eighties. Again, I'm not entirely sure why it was made. I don't know why. Roger clearly disagreed with it. Roger didn't like it. Why he was even there? And, and that's I, something we can't find out. Is why he was why he came back in the first place. He was obviously fifty seven. He just had Botox to make him look <laughs> less old in the film before filming. He still looks better than he did in Few Days Only. He does, yeah. 
Yeah. Like four is that, years that's the Botox. <laughs> but yeah, Botox. I think given the fact their last episode was Octopus and that went so well and Yeah. The film went so well. That could have been hit you could have ended it that way. It, it would have been strong. High, but he didn't. He, I, don't, it, I can't even say why he would do it because I don't know. One thing I was that there was quite good about this is maybe it's a bit of a, a nice send off is the I would say the imagery or like the photography of this movie was actually really nice. Like the the shots at the end on the Golden Gate Bridge when he's on mm. the cable and looking up, that's a very you know exactly what this movie is. And I, to be honest, now I think about it, if you ever see the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, you're like you're oh, a kill film. Regardless of the movie, mm-hmm. I mean, what's another movie like X Men Three? <laughs> oh, Do we still talk about that? Yeah, it's it's always there. Like Golden Gate Bridge, Beauty yeah. Kill, a blimp, Beauty Kill. Yeah. So these two yeah. ra- random things, a structure and a vehicle. Does, yeah, you're right. There is some standout moments that have sta- stood the test of time, but. Not the actual film itself, just visuals from it. Yeah. And I think that's its problem. It had no like it had no originality, obviously, because it's just ripped off. But it tried to make update the sixties, trying to make it the eighties. It's very eighties fashion, especially with Grace Jones in it. Yeah. But it didn't it didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it was the, a commercial success, I knew that. But yeah, it didn't. Like, I think the, the reason it's a commercial is that I'm going to put down the song and the music. Yeah, it's I grand, genuinely, grand. I think it's that, and I think it's the fact that it's Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, at this point, as I understand, Christopher Walken was the only person up until this point who was an Academy Award winner. I don't think he won so it. He I, had, I don't, did he get? When was the Deer Hunter? Was that seventies? Seventy nine. So he got an Academy Award for the Deer Hunter. So he would have been, he's a big name yeah, he's at that point. Girl. But I think that the song and the music, the fact that it was tapping into that audience really worked. And it was like kind of younger generation. And they obviously liked the song. Like, ah, let's go see the movie. Let's go see this old guy jump out of the bridge. <laughs> so that hit the mark perfectly. Roger was too old that missed the mark. But then it's like, who would you get in? Would you get someone in? You'd get Timothy Dalton in. I know he was rumoured, but then he was obviously in the running for it at that point anyway. Timothy Dalton would have actually been really well with it because it was it was quite a gritty. I think movie. him being in it would have made it more gritty and less. There's not that much silliness in it. He would have turned the silliness into cool. I think. Yeah, as he then goes on to do. Yeah, I think this is maybe the cost because Roger was tool for that. Max Zorin was Max Zorin was too much of to a, 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 a like a psychotic villain for Roger Moore. Yeah, yep, that's it. Like it wasn't that he was just cold. Cold as Scaramanga. Yep, that's it. That's just that's essentially where he is. But that that's laughing and shooting people and stuff like that. It's like that's right. That's not the guy who dresses a clown. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not. That's not going to fly with Roger. And yeah. there's even points where Roger's trying to be serious to him. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I just don't believe you. You're just an old man. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just an old man telling off a young guy. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really work. I think there wasn't enough Bond-isms. 
No. You know, as you said, there's not really enough lines. You said it's not really a, a kind. It's not really an original story. I feel as though people kind of got that where there was points that it just wasn't moving along. The bits I didn't really understand why it had to be an experiment from a Nazi doctor. I guess that's why it's just got to explain his psychosis. Yeah. Can he not just be a psycho? Yeah, they have to bring it back to some... It needs, needs to be a Nazi Russian psycho. Because you've not had that before. Yeah. <laughs> a Nazi and... Oh, it wasn't a Nazi, actually. No, the opposite. No, it was... We, the child um, of someone in a concentration camp is raised by... No. Raised by... It doesn't say who he was raised yeah, by. I guess point. Yeah. Well, they say he was a child of an experiment. Yeah. By a Nazi scientist yeah and then the nazi scientist was taken by the russians and i'm like, i don't know and yeah now they're best friends I, I I, again it's asking for someone to be unbelievably evil yeah but there's only so much you can put in before it's just his film how, how evil can we make these guys like shout out who's evil nazis yes he's yes. yeah he's a psycho all oh, right okay good russians <laughs> russians write the russians down as well Else's blonde hair, right? I know. Like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> I think that was maybe too much for it. There's not really any gadgets. There's not really a lot of Bond moments. It's very eighties action. Yeah. Star. The car chase was good. Yeah. Kinda. The, the see when see when the police are on the bridge and then yeah. that car crash. I was like, they're dead. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that they're, they're still. They get out. Oh, what happened? I'm like, mate, you would be in traction for years. <laughs> like, no. And then the other guy going, ah, that's coming out your salary. I was yeah, like, that's right. Fucking are you for real? <laughs> he just survived an unsurvivable <laughs> event. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's how it works. I don't know. I just, it, I, I think it. it it missed a lot of marks. Yes. I would like it to have done well. I think, I don't know. It's definitely not the worst. Or is Ooh, it? Oh, I think it's the worst Roger film. No. No, I think we all know the worst. You can't tell me that this movie is worse than For Your Eyes Only. I I, I can tell you that. I, no, no, no. I will not have it. <laughs> equal? They're equally bad. I actually liked For Your Eyes Only. Well, <laughs> I didn't like well, this. You are wrong. <laughs> I don't know whose time it is, but we've almost come to that. But we also have a question to give. Oh yeah, third question. Right. Okay. I have to end us to end the year. I have an easy question. Or would you like to give them one of your hard ones? I've actually already it. said my hard one. <laughs> that was the one. No, you can give it. You do right, the My easy question was: What was the name of the medal awarded to 007 at the end by the KGB? He says it. The one that's definitely not bugged no. or has some kind of yeah. isotope attached to it. Nothing that's going to kill you like Salisbury. Poisonings. Um, before we round off, I was going to say a quick did you know um, that David Bowie was meant to play Zorin? Yeah. Did you know that when he passed on it, they gave it to Sting? And Sting said no. I thought it was actually written for Sting. I think it was written for Sting. Well, in the characterisation, it's supposed to be he has two different coloured eyes, which is obviously oh, it was okay. written for David Bowie. And then the blonde hair, which Bowie did have at the time, and uh, Sting had yeah. at the time. And then it got given to somebody else and they passed on it. And so, like, Christopher Walken was fourth, basically. I thought he was good. I'd, he was very good. I, th- I, I, yeah, the, I just think he was good at him. He briefly mentioned the facial recognition thing. I know about this. I uh, and what, the guy who asked for it 
is it the guy the guy who's uh, his story is based on Argo? Yeah, is that right? So yeah. the guy from Argo uh-huh. was like his boss said to him, "Do we have anything like that?" And he was like, "No." And then he was told to go make it, <laughs> go make Faceone, <laughs> and that reminded me of. When the army remember the Sean films, we were like, <laughs> the army came. Is up that impossible said, thing real? <laughs> is that underwater breather real? Can we have that? It's the same thing. The CIA were like, oh, James Bond's got that. I want it. Go make it. I thought that was pretty cool. That is quite good. That and the airships. Obviously, at the end scene where he's like clinging onto the rope to climb up into the. Uh-huh. The Zeppelin wasn't filmed. It was filmed in England in Sussex, mm-hmm. so a densely populated area. And apparently, the police got so many phone calls saying there's somebody hanging from a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go look after it? What are the police going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Just rip the whole. <laughs> they obviously didn't have like they didn't letter the tenants for All filming right. back in the day. By the way. We are going to be doing this. I know when David Bowie was offered, he, he went and did Labyrinth, but um, he also didn't like the James Bond movies. I read that as well. He said he hadn't seen anything since the Sean Connery era. So it's one as badly that wasn't that wasn't far that away. Long, over ten years. Well, he was too busy being like a massive pop star. Go get it. Probably, probably did watch. He probably watched them all. Just can't remember. <laughs> oh, David. Oh, yes. That's why we love you. Well, well, we've come to the end of the episode. It's the end of an era. It's the end of Roger Moore. It's the end of Lois Maxwell. It's the end of. It's the it's the end of those those pesky Russians. Oh wait, is it? No, nah, it's always there. No, Russians are always there. Always there. It's also the last film for Bob Simmons, who was the stunt double oh yeah for uh-huh. Sean Connery right at the very start mm-hmm. and worked all the way up through all these films and this is his last film I well. think Bob Simmons is the guy who got really hurt in Octopussy when I was saying it was the guy who was hanging off the train oh like, yeah, yeah bro- he said fractured that. his hip and broke his leg because I know he came back for a movie and I think this is probably it I think came back his last after <laughs> much recuperation <laughs> from much it recuperation. but he he's also the first guy to be in the gun barrel scene because it's not Sean it's actually Bob Simmons that does it. Oh, with the hat? Yes. That's good to know. So Bob. Robert. Bob. So it's the end of many... It's the end of an era for not just Roger, but for supporting cast as I well. Think it, I think the whole thing actually changes. Because when Timothy Ron comes in, I know people always talk about that grit thing, but it did stay. It was... This is kind of the end of campy... I, I, I yeah. don't say just funny, but Pierce does. We'll get into. But I'm Pierce is a bit more. Pierce is a bit more suave. I would say. Yeah. Kind of funny, but it's still. Yeah, we don't like Pierce anymore. <laughs> 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 it's a joke that nobody will get. But no. um, unless you do get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out of the eighties because. Obviously, Pierce is our bond, and then that'll be good. I like Timothy Dalton. We're more than halfway there, guys. I know. Thanks for sticking out. More than halfway. We've still got a lot of stuff to go. So, let's do the ranking. I forgot to take the magnet out, so why don't you hold this? I'll I'll get the the magnet. And you can talk to the people. Yeah, so, like I said at the start, if you're enjoying this 
please like, comment, subscribe. The more that you like it and the more subscribers we get, the bigger and better the podcast can become. And Derek was going to tell you about some stuff about next year, but he's he's lost that. And he's back. What are you going to say about next year? Yeah, so as you know, watching this, we do specials every now and then. We've actually got a special which will be coming up very soon yeah, um, in the middle Christmas. of December where we've actually got some drinks companies involved who have been generous enough to send us some bottles yeah. and we'll have some discount codes for you as well to get your own wee vodkas and gins and you your Christmas rums and yeah you can get everything with that so that's an next special what we do other specials as you know um, our recasting specials our first time viewing specials yeah. This is technically a special when we dress up like this. Yeah. But hoping to get some guests on. The kind of guests the you've year. probably never heard of before or seen on episodes. <laughs> the, un- the, the, the unsung heroes. But then again, yeah, people it'd be good to, to get kind of big names as well um, onto it. So, in order to look less like two wee bam guys for yeah. blanter. To enti- entice the sort of big Yeah, we, we would like you to, if you're on Spotify, then rate it. If you're on Apple, then rate it. Give it a five stars. Just don't get a one star. Yeah. <laughs> give it a five stars. Give it a like. Give it a share. Give it a subscribe. Most of our people who watch it on YouTube are not subscribed. So if you want to subscribe to that, because it's Christmas... I ask you, for my Christmas, please share the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. All um, I want for Christmas is a share. Yeah, just just, just just share the podcast and um, yeah, hopefully it gets bigger and better from here. Because this has been nine months? No, ten months? Nine months. Nine point, months. Yeah. A long time. We're only just halfway through. I know. Got a long way to go. Another nine months A long this. way to go. Wait till Daniel's on the podcast. And if you want Daniel to be on the podcast, <laughs> you're going to have to vote for it. So, this week, for those who are listening and not watching, I have to rank where I think a view to a kill should go. Right, so and you're then, ranking it. I believe that's, is that right? Yes. I remember, but yeah. Sure, go, you go put down. Octopussy last week and then I moved it. Yes, yes. so it's me, so that's it's my right. turn with that. So whilst I'm doing well, that, you can chat away. Give your facts. At the end of the era, I'm going to say... I disagree with Derek because I think that For Your Eyes only was better than this film. But I'm going to give my opinion of Roger Moore whilst we wait. So when we're coming into Roger Moore era all the way back... Coming into Roger Moore. (laughs) How many years ago? 12 years ago. um, I was like, I'm not really a fan of Roger. Too silly. It's, It's not serious enough. The stories are boring. And I sort of put specifically mentioned Octopussy. I thought, I remember that being terrible and For Your Eyes Only and all these kind of sort of films that nobody likes, the black sheep of the Bonds. But I'd like to say that I have changed my mind. You've you've enjoyed? I actually enjoyed Roger's later period more than I enjoyed his early period. Don't be Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die was good, but it's no Octopussy. And that's something I don't oh. think I would ever have said that before rewatching these. So yeah, Roger Moore isn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. Write that, that that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your, Jack Oliver 2023, yeah. Roger Moore isn't as bad as I thought he would be. Okay, <laughs> but well, he's not the best. Well, I have ranked 
where I think a view to kill should go, and I think that's actually a very fair ranking. Mm. I know you disagreed with the the positions of it before, but I I genuinely think that's a fair one. I think in terms of my takeaways from because obviously we're we're through three bonds now, yeah, through Sean, George, and Roger. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if I if my opinions of them have really changed. I think it, the individual movies have definitely changed. Yeah. I thought Octopussy was like dog shit when, when I was younger watching it just yeah, because yeah, I yeah. didn't really get what was going on. And you obviously we've ranked it quite high. I think even The Man with the Golden Gun, like that was surprising to look back on just at how, I'm not going to say flawless it was. Yeah. But then... We we kind of with some movies we do mark down because they're not Bondy, and no. the Man with the Golden Gun wasn't really Bondy, but it was just enjoyable to I watch. I think we fall fall victim to misremembering things. Yeah, and taking I can't remember Doctor No. <laughs> um, and thinking of when I was like six, I thought this was a good film, and then watching it again and going, actually, it wasn't a good film. Yeah, that kind of thing is what we do. So. We're not very good at that. It's the end. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be doing this board in 2023. And let's just go out with a bang because Derek's going to explode. What have you done? <laughs> See if you've put timers off and over at the top. I'm, I'm not gonna, quite done people, that. people will see an actual visual representation of a board being snapped in half <laughs> over a knee. I've not done that, but. Show me what you've done. <laughs> I have risen it. What have you risen? No, no. <laughs> Diamonds are forever is not better than a view to a kill. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. No. See, this is the kind of view that's going to get the old men annoyed. How? It's a Sean film. They'll love it. <sighs> I agree with that. Of course, you agree with it because you said it. I would say that I would actually put a view to a kill like two or three below where you put it. No. No. The Diamonds Are Forever is a better film than The View to a Kill. That's my popular opinion. It's not popular. 50% of this <laughs> room agrees. It's just like people listening are just going to listen to this like, silent rage building. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can't do anything about it. I'll need to wait till next year. To change that, so just to read out the viewings for, for audio. those who are audio only, or you can actually watch it and look at it as well. We finished the year with Goldfinger still, Goldfinger, Doctor No still at the bottom, which it should be, but but it feels I'll be able to skip that. Yeah, harsh. Doctor No at the bottom, then Thunderball, then Moonraker, then You Only Live Twice, then For Your Eyes Only, then A View to a Kill, then. For some unbeknownst reason, Diamonds Are Forever has managed to keep its way back up there. They may have Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Octopussy, From Russia with Love, and Goldfinger. Those haven't moved. Those those top two haven't yeah, moved. They're strong. Yeah, they are strong. quite strong. I think they will change I quite think, soon. Mm, mm. View to a kill is far too high. No. Far too high. No. Don't you touch that over the winter break. <laughs> it's all been moved. But um, yeah, thank you very much for, for joining us for this episode and actually for joining us for the first half of going to the movies and the specials and yeah. technically our first year. 
Yeah, so that is the end of an era. I hope you've been watching this with your suits on. Please don't do that. That was the prerequisite, right? <laughs> yes. But, yeah, as you said at the start, if you want to like and share and to do all that fun, fun stuff, and the next time you will see us on our drink special, which I say will be Christmas themed, there'll be Christmas decorations definitely in it. Yeah. It's drinks you can make for Christmas, I'm sure some of you will. Yeah, you can play along, you can drink at home, and then that'll be us. So... <laughs> Obviously, we're, <laughs> this is the last episode with that. So, if we don't see you before then, <laughs> then have a nice Christmas. That's, that's the usual Scottish thing. If I don't see you before Christmas, then have a nice one. But yes, oh, have a nice Christmas. Have a nice New Year. And if you're watching this in 2024, then I hope you had a nice Christmas and a nice New Year. Is it, are we still alive? <laughs> is it no. In the next year? Right, okay, no. goodbye. Bye-bye. We'll bye. this out too much. Bye.